You're listening to The Huddle with Penn State Sports Business Conference, presented by Pepsi. Welcome back into The Huddle with Penn State Sports Business Conference. I'm your host, Destiny Sanchez, alongside co-host Noah Odige. Um, We're here going to start with a little sports update. Um, Men's lacrosse just announced their team captains, Brett Funk, Braden Peck, and Brian Townsend. All three have been um, Big Ten honorees, so there's loads of talent here, and I'm sure they're going to lead the team very well following the leadership last year of O'Keefe and Cardill. Well, yeah, and of course, you know, lacrosse has a storied history here. I mean, you were just telling me about um, watching O'Keefe score his the to get the lead for NCAA Division One goals. Um, and I mean, they're going to feel his loss, but it's great that you have three captains coming in with not only the academic, but athletic, you know, you know, acumen that they have. So they're going to bring a lot of leadership and hopefully lacrosse can um, bounce back and have an even better year and get back to the final four. I haven't seen that in a couple of seasons. So I'm definitely excited for that. Absolutely. And I feel like having a non-COVID season will definitely help them this year with their success. Pandemonium back in the stands sharing on the best lacrosse team in the Big Ten. But, you know, there's another great, great, great um, PSU sports, a couple of them starting up in a couple of weeks, actually less than a couple of weeks. Um, Penn State men's and women's basketball is coming back. And I, I'm telling you right now, Destiny, hey, I think it's a great time to, you know, be a basketball fan here in Happy Valley because we have a new face leading the helm of Penn State men's basketball, Micah Shrewsbury. I, I think this Shrewsbury is going to be really big for uh, Penn State um, this season. Oh, I agree. Um, all throughout um, the fall semester, he's been really promoting, you know, let's pack the stands and um, the BJC, like let's make this a really electric environment. And I just feel like I'm seeing a lot of um, dedication to this team to, you know, rebuild um, from last year. And I'm really, really excited to see what comes out of this um, Penn State men's basketball team and also the women's team as well. Yeah, the women's team, Coach Keeger is, has that group ready. I think that, I think the Penn State women's basketball, the Lady Lions, you know, it was Ignite the Pride the last couple seasons. Now it's Unleash the Pride. I think they have the potential to be one of the best teams in the Big Ten. And you talk about Shu, he's been asking everyone to pack the stands, asking Legion of Blue Nittany Nation to fill the BJC. You know, I think we're halfway there as Penn State men's basketball, for the first time in school history, sold out student season tickets. It's it's actually good. It's The BJC is going to be one of the toughest environments to play in this year. And I think, you know, the newness of it is great. Is great. And, you know, you have a couple, um, you know, returners with, in John Hara, Miles Dredd, Seth Lundy, those are people who have like actual, you know, experience with the team. Hara, he's going into his fifth year. He says he's 0-4 um, for, in terms of getting to the tournament. He wants to make sure he gets there this year. And I know my freshman year, we were looking like a Sweet 16 team. So I hope this year, you know, we, we I think we have the potential to like shock a lot of people. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to um, experience my first Penn State um, men's basketball and women's basketball games because I do have my tickets and I'm excited to um, be in the BJC and be a part of um, the really tough atmosphere that a lot of other schools are going to have to play against um, this season. 
Yeah, for sure. We're this is gonna be a really great atmosphere, you know. I think I think all Penn State fans are looking for a little pick me up in terms of um morale and sports um after the last couple of weeks. So I definitely can't wait to see what both lacrosse and women's and men's basketball do um in the upcoming weeks. Absolutely. And now coming up next, we have an interview with um, Kentucky QB1, Will Levis. Joining us is Will Levis, QB1 for Kentucky football, former Penn State football QB. Will, thank you for joining us. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So, Will, before we get into the formal questions, here's a spiel. Who is Will Levis? Well, Levis is obviously, um, I think, my primary position right now. I guess my job is to be a student athlete, to be a quarterback. So that's what's taking up most of my time these days. But um, I think my friends and family would tell you that I'm a fun-loving, uh, caring, um, goofy individual at heart. Um, I think uh, I'd like to think I'm pretty smart, uh, both academically and just um, when it comes to common sense things and just making sure I keep a good head on my shoulders and trying to improve my mind and where however I can, whether it's football wise or um, anything that I find interesting with my hobbies or what have you. And um, love having fun uh, hobbies. I like golfing, play some video games, um, but don't really have much time for anything other than uh, football and school right now in my, in my life at this point. It's awesome. So you've played for two huge fan bases, Penn State and Kentucky. How did the fans contribute to your play and the whole team's performance as a whole? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously coming from Penn State, uh, just the stadium alone, I mean, there's 110,000 people there for our biggest games. It's really, really crazy. And I, it was hard for me to imagine any other atmosphere kind of getting close to that. And I knew coming to the SEC that the fans uh, you hear like the it just means more uh, saying or whatever and how the fans are really into it and really treat it as like a lifestyle. And um, it was very quickly that I realized that that really is the case. And it's uh, true here at Kentucky. And uh, even though we don't, we can't fit as many people in our stance here. The energy is uh, is just as high. And just for the couple of big games that we've had at home, the Florida game, the LSU game, uh, you really got to hear and experience just how much the fans uh, care about the program, care about us, and how much they make an impact on the game. So fans really do bring the energy as much as they might not think so. Uh, they really do make an impact on on games, and we feed on it. So I, I can't thank the fan bases enough for giving their support, and hopefully they can keep it up the rest of the season. And then now from the fan atmosphere off on the field to the fan atmosphere off the field, you've made quite the splash on social media in the last couple of months, even before the season, beginning last year with your throwing videos. And now with the whole banana peel, mayo, mayonnaise and coffee um, thing. So, like, how did these trends blow up and what was your reaction to your quite literal national uh, media spotlight due to your antics on social media? Yeah, so I mean, I, I approach social media kind of just, I kind of just flow with it. I don't really have a plan with like how I post, what I post, when I post. And it's kind of just like if something comes to mind and I think that it'll be interesting for people to uh, to see, kind of get a little inside view, both to who I am as a person on and off the field. Obviously, the throwing video stuff, I mean, that's just me uh, working out, doing stuff I do every day. And I feel like people don't get to see a lot of that stuff. So for me to share that is cool for fans to see. Um, kind of the preparation that goes on behind the scenes. And then with the other stuff you mentioned, it's, it's really just, I mean, trying to be fun, trying to be light. Uh, it really is trying to find that 
a lot of it, my social media strategy is trying to find that fine line between giving people that insight that I want them to have, while also trying to have a like serious kind of like stoic like nature about me just because of the position that I'm in with being quarterback. So it really is difficult at times to kind of feel out what's appropriate and what's not. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm still a college student. I mean, got kids our age are posting stuff, pretty crazy stuff all over the place. Obviously, I can't be as crazy as some, but I still want to be able to express my sense of humor and express my personality on a level that people can be more uh, or can connect a little more personal, personally with me. Yeah. Do you actually eat your bananas with the peel on, though? I've done it a few times. Not It's not my uh, way of choice, but it really isn't that bad and probably will do it again in the future a few times as well. Very cool. So um, you were involved in the Athlete Advisory Board for Penn State Sports Business Conference last year. How important do you think it is having something like Penn State Sports Business Conference, especially in an industry and a time where sports and business interact so heavily? I think the biggest thing is that so many people have such a deep connection with sports, whether it's them growing up playing sports or just loving them. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to play sports your whole life. And if you really want to have a job and you really want to find some sort of profession that you're going to love, and if at the end of the day, sports is what you love, that's such a great way to really make connections and find ways to stay in tune with what you really love and to make a career out of it. So um, the saying is, I mean, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, and those, those type of events, those type of conferences and those opportunities to meet people in those industries that could possibly give you opportunities and avenues to have professions around sports and still get to have that in your life in some aspect. And there's so many different ways that it can happen is really special. So, I mean, um, I definitely want to keep sports in my life, whatever I do for the rest of my life and uh, whatever I can do to maximize those opportunities. I wanted to jump at them. Yeah. You know, the saying, you know, if you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. So I think exactly. what you said really reflects that. Um, as you talked about obviously um, having the exploring the different avenues that comes with you know um, business, sports, and um, when how they interact. Do you think that especially with the new emergence of NIL deals, endorsements, and stuff like that, do you think that changes the way that most athletes have to student athletes have to look at sports and their potential future with it, whether they be, they be the starting quarterback at a Power Five school or the third string? Um, wide receiver at um, a group of five school? I think, um, I don't know. I mean, we're still young with all of this stuff, but at the end of the day, it, money, even with this new stuff, is not at the forefront of my um, kind of mission right now at all. And it's, it's, it's really about playing ball and having fun with it because it's all going to um, end at some point. And, at the, and that I really want to strive to what my ultimate personal goal is, which is to play professionally. And if I put too much effort into all this NIL stuff, then I know that I'm not going to be keeping that at the forefront of my mind. So if you really do love football, if you really do love whatever sport you're playing, uh, you shouldn't be making decisions to maximize uh, the financial opportunities that you have. You should really try to find ways that you can actually play that for as long as possible. So, I mean, that's just my uh, two cents. But obviously, there's a lot of different variables with all the NIL stuff that um, come into play and that could definitely affect some recruiting decisions here in the near future and recruiting strategies and what schools are going to be able to offer to prospective uh, prospects. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how universities and programs approach that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to think about that. Um, 
So moving over to your Marvel-themed L7 Lightning Bolt logo that you're using for your merch, um, can you talk to us a little bit about the significance of that logo and how you came up with it? Yeah, so I is it was a really cool process for me to, to develop that brand, develop the logo, develop the website, and then the merchandise line. Um, a lot of a lot of companies when the NIL came around uh, reached out to a bunch of different athletes and tried to get them to partner with them to do merch and everything. And like that, it was great. It was quick and easy for those guys to do those kinds of things. But my, my mom runs a small apparel business and we had a thought right away that, Hey, let's try to do this together without having any third party involved. And, um, it, I didn't put too, too, too much effort into it. I didn't rush it at all. We kind of had some meetings here and there in the preseason to, uh, get it all kind of put together. But, um, Slowly, slow, slowly and surely enough, we got it done after about a month and a half of work with just getting the website, getting the trademark of the logo and the um, domain and all of that and getting the merchandise line designed and um, put out. And it was it was a great it was a great process. But in terms of the logo itself, I wanted to make a logo. We were trying to think of how how it can be interesting. And like I was talking about what some of my likes and dislikes are and like how we can play those in. And like I'm a big Marvel fan, big superhero fan. And I was like, well, what if it looked like a superhero like logo of some sort? And I was like, that, that sounds cool. And like, what would be like my, if I had a superpower, what would it be? And I was thinking like, just being the, being a quarterback, having a strong arm. Like, I think my mom came up with the idea of like, I don't know, like throwing like lightning bolts or something. I was like, what if we incorporated like a lightning bolt into the logo? And I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. And then turning around and realizing that I could um, incorporate L, my beginning of my last name, and then seven, my number to pretty much make the lightning bolt with the contrasting colors so uh we've got a bunch of initial uh rough drafts and designs going and eventually landed on the one that I'm, i have now and i think it looks really cool really awesome and uh that it came out great yeah that's great hearing like the creative process and i think that's really special that um you and your mom are doing that the family ties with that merch i think that's really cool for sure um and let's move on to a little more fun question here Obviously, you know, you've gone from Will Levis, the quarterback, to essentially Will Levis, the influencer with over 100,000 followers on TikTok. I know personally for me, I've seen a couple of your TikToks show up on my For You page, especially after a certain win over number 10, Florida. Um, how often would you say you spend on, obviously, you know, you you're a student athlete, student and athlete, but how often would you say you spend on TikTok? And I know some of your teammates also have their own personal TikToks. Mm -hmm. oh, what is the camaraderie and the, is there any collab collaboration that goes into certain TikToks between you and other teammates in the locker room? In terms of what I spend on uh, making the TikToks itself, like I don't really ha have a set number on that because it's really if something like comes to mind that's funny or whatever during the season, I don't want to be putting too much content out there. And it's good because I don't, it seems like I don't have too much stuff coming to mind that I want to post, but uh, I definitely could get some more content out there. And you bring up the collaboration thing I've had, talks with some of my buddies on the team that have uh, a good amount of followers as well. And we definitely got to start doing that and uh, maximizing and growing each other's brands a little bit. That could definitely be a strategy we have, but at the same time during the season, we're not really thinking about putting out TikToks or doing stuff like that. So maybe in the off season, that's the time we can do that. But um, yeah, TikTok's fun. I mean, it's, it's funny. I, I, it's, I use it to share funny or interesting stuff to my friends. Uh, don't spend too much time creating them um but when when i'd be lying if i said i wasn't on my phone for at least like 20 minutes half hour a day just looking through the feed and um i don't know just getting information and funny videos really 
All right, so I'll, I'll write that down. Potential Will Levis TikTok dance during the offseason. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I catch myself on TikTok way too long, much longer than I probably should be. Um, so moving over to more of an academic um, topic, you majored in finance while at Penn State. Yes. How has your knowledge within the business world translated into your NIL experience and your Penn State Sports Business Conference experience and anything else that you've been doing? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question because, I mean, with the NIL uh, laws that were passed, a lot of kids are now having the opportunity to make money that they haven't in the past. And with that comes um, financial literacy and how they're able to control their finances without being taken advantage of uh, by other people, because it's kind of sad to see a lot of companies seeing this, these opportunities for pretty much free advertisements for them by offering kids X amount of money when uh, these kids don't know that they're really worth X to the third power worth of money. So, I mean, it's one big part of it is knowing your worth and um, connecting to professionals in the industry who have dealt with influencers and people that uh, of a similar nature, athletes, professional, or what have you that um, use their brand and their platforms to make money through advertisement or whatever. So they know what a good like number is for you. So that's one part of it. And then another one is just uh, managing your finances and, making sure that, I mean, a lot of kids here now are going to be paying taxes for the first time in their lives. So when they're getting a certain income, knowing what tax bracket that you're falling into, putting aside that whatever percent of money so that when that date comes around, you don't uh, get hit and they're like, what the heck just happened? And um, other than that, just creating savings accounts, uh, retirement accounts, all those types of things. But how my finance background, I think, or what a goal of mine is uh, that I want to use it for is, like I said, my personal goal is to play football professionally. And when guys go and play professional football, obviously there are um, agents to help with like contract deals and stuff like that, like marketing agents that are able to help you with the uh, connections through advertisements or just brand, brand sponsorships. Then there's also uh, financial advisors that people pay uh, a good chunk of money for about 1% of their contract. And, um, I wouldn't be able to do it right now, but I know that I have the background and uh, knowledge to figure out how to do that on my own. So if I can get to the point where I don't need to pay 1% of my entire NFL paycheck every year to pretty much tell someone to do something that I know I can do it myself, uh, that'd be pretty cool. And so uh, if, if I do play in the league, that's a goal of mine is to uh, manage my own finances because I think that I have the ability to do that. Pretty good. That's a really good use, especially um, it definitely ties into, you know, the plan B that everyone has, especially athlete athletes, you know, um, and it ties into when and if you do eventually play in the league, you can definitely save a lot of money, probably um, by having the background yourself. So that's a, actually a pretty great use of that. Mm -hmm. but I think that's it. That's it. Thank that's you. It. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Will coming on um definitely has been a great season for you guys and i love seeing you for show up whether you show up on espn um breaking tackles or show up on my for you page awesome thank you so much go cats it's great to talk to you will good to talk to you as well thank, thank you. you for listening to the huddle if you like what you heard be sure to follow our instagram and twitter both at penn state sbc for more updates on our next podcast we are